Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Bring out the Zamboni! It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. Crimsley, Randy Carricker, opening drive, 101 ESPN, and standing by is your voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN, Chris Kerber, who, along with John Kelly, did a sensational job at the Blues Hall of Fame induction on Friday night over at the MAC. Curbs, good morning. Congratulations, and what a fun night that was. Yeah, Randy, it really was a, a great night, and, you know, it was so different from last year. La- last year, we had, of course, so many people because we were obviously inducting the, all the retired numbers. And then you had Scotty Bowman and Red Berenson and Gary Unger and, you know, and, and, and the Solomons and company. Like, like there were so many that it, that it was such a jam. The event with stories and people and an amazing history. This one was, was I think, even better just because with the three going in, we really got to get into some details with Mike Liute and, and Keith Kachuk and then and, and to hear some great stories about Pavel Dimitra. So uh, a real special. And by the way, that, that's a, that Blues fan that came up from Lake of the Ozarks mm-hmm. to deliver the jersey to Pavel Dimitra's family and, uh, from his 2002 All-Star game. I I saw that story and I just couldn't believe it. Like, I, I just, man, I, lo- I love St. Louis sports fans. I love Midwest values. And, and I, I thought, like, take all the greatness of the Hall of Fame weekend that we had that story might have topped it all. Yeah, that was fantastic. And the Blues have it up on their social medias if you want to take a look. The the fan presenting the jersey to uh, Pavel's widow, Maya. Uh, Curbs, I also thought, and you're a pro, I've always thought of you as a pro, but when you can just turn things over to Brett Hull and let him be the MC, I think that's a, that's a great play. <laughs> you know what? It's Sometimes you go, Brett, take it away. But you know what? Like... And there's just so much greatness with that man. Like he just, you know, I, I've said this. Can you imagine being so good at what you do and what you did, right? That you just said whatever came to mind and you didn't worry about it. And this is before the days of getting canceled and all that other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and and you didn't care. And you just said it. Why? Because you backed it up everywhere you go. And when he sits up there and when you have Brett Hall at a blues event, He still loves this organization as much as any organization he played for. He still has immense pride in it. He is a major reason that youth hockey and all the rinks are around town the way they are. And, and that, that legacy is important, but man, is he larger than life and just brings out the best in people. And Curbs, one other thing, and congratulations to the family of Pavel Dimitra and to Keith Kachuk and to Mike Liute. But I was talking, I had a, a great conversation with Mike Liute and I never really put it in this perspective. Because he's 68 now, I'm 61. And I was telling him, I said, you know, you were 25 and I was 18 and you were my guy. I said, I I revered you, and I still do, by the way, because as a youngster, I just loved him. But isn't it weird how we can be so close in age and because they're athletes, we look at them as bigger and maybe even older than than they are? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, because you're looking up to them, you know, the whole time and Mm -hmm. it's it's just, it's just awesome. And, you know, for Bernie Federico, uh, the way he described him is basically, he, you know, obviously, you know, one of the best goalies of, of the eighties. And, 
the story that he told about getting called by Glenn Sater saying, do you want to come to Edmonton? And he said, well, I think the Blues are going to reclaim me. And so he signed with the Blues instead of Edmonton. I thought it was just fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, and then yeah, and then I watched them win four Stanley Cups with Grant. <laughs> yeah, he... so he, yeah, but then he says, I mean, then, then the joke, then the joke happened. Then he's like, but he goes, if I hadn't come to St. Louis, I never would have met my wife. Exactly. And we're right. like, okay, you know, we have to ask the question: your wife or four Stanley Cups? <laughs> Fantastic. So anyway, congratulations and uh, the organization. I told everybody that I could come in contact with. I'm amazed continually that the Blues never make a mistake in events like this. The Blues do such a great job. And I'm not amazed that they do a great job. I'm amazed that there's never a hitch, that everything goes off so well because every other organization in the world has a hitch, and the Blues, for whatever reason, you do everything right. So congratulations on that. Well, yeah, Randy, thanks. And, and you know what? They, uh, we do have some hitches. We just we hide them pretty good when they do happen. I think, well, hell, I didn't hide this one. I introduced John Kelly last year as a TV voice of the Cardinals. So that one was a fun mistake in there. But, the, uh, but, but, no, you know what? Listen, the amount of work that Mike Caruso, who's been with this team for a long time, did behind the scenes, the planning, the organizing, uh, is amazing. Trevor Nickerson, who started, I mean, Trevor Nickerson started with us basically as, as an intern at, at KTRS and, and stuff. And then he eventually, you know, worked his way in as our, as our road engineer, then home engineer, and now vice president of Blue Note Productions. Just a great story. Randy Gersh, I don't know that there is a better, um, you know, for him, it's vice president of community development and, and special events. I, I don't know that there's a better guy in pro sports than, uh, than Randy Gersh and his team. And, uh, and it, I mean, he, everybody behind the scenes was fantastic. It, it takes a lot of people, as you know. It takes a lot of planning. The coordination with the MAC is always spectacular. And it was a fun, fun night. Yeah, it always is a great event. Well, Curbs, I wanted to ask you about the Blues' response, the way that they responded against the Caps, being able to shut them out three to nothing the other night. And I wanted to see what you thought about that because here's the thing: we heard Drew Bannister. He pointed out the effort and the lack of execution in that last game against the Caps, but that definitely wasn't the case there. What is it about the Blues where you have that, where they have the lack of effort and execution, and then they're able to turn around so quickly? There's been something in the DNA of this team for several years, to be honest with you, where once they get on a little bit of a, of a roll or once they do something well, they seem to think it's going to be easy. And and for whatever reason, the foot comes off the gas pedal. And I, I can't explain it. It's hard for, you know, it's hard to understand that when you're dealing with pro sports, but it, it does happen. Um, I just think, Brooke, in the end, I think guys came out with some pride. I don't have any other way to describe this other than they they came out with some pride, they came out with some heart, and and they played hard. They, they and and I think they had to feel pretty rotten after the way things went in the previous two games against Philadelphia and Washington. And um and look, they know that they still have a chance at a playoff spot, but they know it's an uphill battle. And there are guys that are striving to make it. When you've got a goaltender like Jordan Bennington, you've got a chance every night to win. And that's got to give you something, you know, to build on. But now the key is that they've got to build on it. They've got to look at each other in the room. And, you know, and, it, and it's it's a process. And they're just – look, this team is not good enough as a group to be able to take, you know, shifts or periods off. Very few in the NHL are, to be honest with you. That's not just talking about this team. But, like, you, you've got to bring it every single night or somebody's going to beat you. And – 
some of it is growing pain. Some of it is, uh, you know, some of the youthful guys you've turned into. But there's a lot of veterans on this hockey team, right? And when, when you're not as fast as other teams, when your special teams aren't as good as other teams, you've got to play a cleaner. But it's the old, you know, it, it's the old top gun line right at the beginning of the movie, you know. You know, you, your your body's writing check. You, you're writing checks your body can't cash, right? And and the Blues are in that situation where they've got to play a really good game. And here's the other thing: it's not it's not going to look pretty sometimes. Right now, they might have to win ugly, but winning is still a lot more fun than losing, right, Nuke? I mean, that's, <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah. that's 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 the key there. And look, the LA Kings are a team you can look at. For several years, they switched to a 1-3-1, choke it up in the neutral zone. It wasn't an exciting level of play. But they got Andre Kopitar, and they got Drew Doughty, mm-hmm. and they got for a while there Jonathan Quick, and they bought in, and they did it. And in that process, they turned things around while guys were developing into a, a better team, and now they're, now they're a playoff team a couple years in a row. And that may be where the Blues have to go right now, and they have to accept it. And some players uh, seem to be having a harder time accepting that than others. And Curbs, you just lead me into my next question in perfect fashion because L.A. is a great example with those players that you mentioned. With the Blues, nobody questions the leadership ability of, of the core, the, the leadership core. What I question is the, the ability of the other players, the young players, to accept being held accountable. It's almost like, okay, you can do it. Braden Shen can talk to these Blue in the face. But until the the other players, the young players are willing to accept the accountability to be there every night, then the leadership really doesn't have a great effect. No, I agree with you, Randy, but I also think in all fairness to those guys, I, I think that the veteran players on this team, there's a good number of them that have, that have more to give. There's a good number of them that have to be more impactful. You know, I, I don't. I don't think he can hang what's going on right now solely on young guys no, and, I agree. and things like that. Like, like you know, prior to getting hurt, Kasperi Kapanen was playing some very good hockey, but not very productive offensively. Okay, look what happened with Verona this year. Didn't work, right? That's a shame. Look at other guys that have, you know, been a part of this team. Sammy Blay hitting things a lot at the beginning of the year that fell off, having a hard time getting back in the lineup right now. Things along those kind of lines. And even some of the, the veteran guys, they're, they're, whether it's more impactful minutes in your top six, if Brandon Saad gets moved up there, you know, whatever it may be, uh, it, it you know, there's more. And defensively, defensively, you know, there's there's it's a veteran group back there for the most part. There's there's plenty more to to get from these guys, and that's that's what it's going to have to take. And, and you know, we talked one. There's the play of the L.A. Kings, Randy, and then the other thing I'd encourage people to do right now is go look at the Boston Bruins. And look at what they did when they went to the Stanley Cup final in 2011 and won it. They went back a couple years later, right? Then they missed the playoffs two years in a row. But look what they did when they missed those playoffs two years in a row. They still had a good core. They still had Pasternak. They still had Bergeron, right? They still had uh, – they well, they had Krejci, and they, and they had Marchand, okay? Well, the Blues still have a core of, of, of championship players as well. And it's what they did in those two drafts that turned their franchise around in a real hurry. And that's so there's a there's some examples in the National Hockey League of where the Blues are at, what needs to do to be successful as the Kings and the Bruins have been. But to do that, you really got to get, I think, more from everybody in your lineup and that buy in top to bottom. Hey, before we let you go, if the NHL wanted to, they could have a winter classic in our parking lot this morning. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know what? Hey, listen, I got to be honest with you. 
I'm not exactly sure why Parkway and some of these other schools waited till 5 a.m. to call things <laughs> off today. Okay, like with all in all fairness, and you know, and I know some of the people in the district. I love them, but look, like. We knew what was coming, and even if we didn't, it's not that big of a deal to give the kids the Monday off anyway, but we didn't need to say get up at 5 in the morning to find out you don't have school, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. You are hope, so hope, right. Yeah. I hope uh, – hey, okay, real – we had a nice storm when I was working down in Birmingham, Alabama once. Oh, man. And some of our players – I mean, and it was like a half an inch of ice, okay, which buried the city. Okay. Now we worked for an owner at the time that, that said, come on into work. We're like, are you serious? Like they called a state of emergency. We're getting a car wreck. Insurance doesn't cover what we're doing. But he goes, you got to come into work. We got a call from the police chief down in, uh, in Hoover, which is a suburb of, of Birmingham that said, uh, Mr. Clarkson, could you please call some of your players and ask them to stop ice skating down the middle of some of these roads? We're trying to get things taken care of. We had players, we had players that had skates at home that decided, oh, what the heck, and took their skates out and just started skating down streets. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love fantastic. it. By the way, uh, the forecast tomorrow in Calgary, high of 41, low of 19. Here in St. Louis, uh, you've got a high of 42. So you're, you, you basically have the same weather in Calgary tomorrow that you have here. Yep, I looked that up, figured out what I needed to pack, and uh, we'll, we'll be all set. So at least at, at least it won't be a culture, you know, a, a weather shock when we get in there. No doubt. Curbs, have a great trip. Thanks so much. Have a great week. We always appreciate talking to you, and we'll do it again soon. All right, guys, thanks. And don't forget about the great folks at the Classic Air Care. They're, they're going to take care of you in the winter, all right? Right, and a big day for that today. That is Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues, here on 101 ESPN.